Merry Christmas and thank you for listening to Bit Party, a show where we take minor details from popular movies and use them to create ideas for new movies that we then sell to Hollywood for $4 million. This week, the brothers start a holiday tradition with a classic movie about one boy's quest to obtain a firearm. This is A Christmas Story. Hi there, welcome to the second holiday episode for the Bit Party Podcast. I'm Jared Cotta. I'm Brendan Cotta. I'm Marshall Cotta. And I'm Landis Cotta. Boys, this is another very special episode. Our first holiday episode, we were all in San Diego together. This time, the tables have turned. You've come to Brendan and I in Miami. That's right. How do you like it so far? It's awesome. Super happy to be here, sir. So excited. <laughs> super, super formal. Uh, what, what do you like so far about Miami? You can't surf here, Landis. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's the only downside. You haven't been to the beach yet, but it's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we just spent a week on a cruise ship without Marshall. It was that's... great. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, Landis, and I were on a, a cruise for the last week. Marshall had finals. He unfortunately couldn't go. Missed but out. we visited a bunch of Caribbean islands. And we got to play in the surf, and it was a, a great time. Marshall was in New York. Marshall, how was New York? New York was beautiful. I've never seen it in the winter, and I was so excited to go. How cold was it? Marshall, you're notably less tan than the rest of us. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel really, really left out. Really not a part of the group. That is profoundly sad. <laughs> this is... Um, well, I think that before we get into the movie that we watched, which is one of our favorites, I think we should, instead of going over some of the things that we've been watching recently, let's just say our favorite holiday movie and why. Uh, I will begin. <laughs> My favorite holiday movie is Die Hard, which is often not considered a holiday movie, <laughs> but if you remember correctly, it's mostly about a man just trying to see his kid. <laughs> it's just a single dad trying to get home to see his kid for Christmas. Isn't that what the holidays are about? And that's really what the holidays are about. Brendan, what's your yes. favorite movie? Don't say Die Hard. Then my second favorite holiday movie would be <laughs> White Christmas. Damn it. <laughs> Same. White Christmas. White Christmas. Yeah, who's in that delightful. movie? Bing Crosby, and I want to say Danny Kaye. I want to say Danny fucking Kaye. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nod to what I assume is one of Marshall's favorite Christmas movies. That it is. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Oh. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that. What, what's your favorite scene from Christmas Vacation? My favorite scene from yeah. Christmas Vacation? Oh, man. I no, would say I the shit. No, I, I was just going to say, I was going to say it's disgusting, but it's when... Cousin Eddie is emptying out the shitter. Shitter was full. <laughs> I landed on the taking all the good ones. Yeah, now that yeah. we have all of the what all the best ones, I guess only Hallmark what movies are left. <laughs> What's that Christmas Prince? A one? Christmas Prince. <laughs> nine point three on IMDb. Is it really? Is it, uh, is it really nine point three? No, it's six out of ten on IMDb. That's significantly <laughs> higher than some other movies. That That's are pretty, true. Yeah, pretty well liked. Uh, so, so then, what what is your favorite? Um, 
Rudolph. It's yeah. <laughs> a good one. Classic. Why do you about laugh? A, it's Why do about you laugh? Someone in the community with a disability. It's about and an authoritarian is a, regime. Yeah, and a, <laughs> but the, this kid, this kid with the disability, is ostracized, and he has to go live with the other freaks. <laughs> but Landon, you're wrong. The correct answer we were looking for was the Santa Claus Two starring Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we we left out one intentionally, even though it's probably at least one of our favorites, and that is the classic 1983 movie, A Christmas Story. You guys all remember Christmas Story? I remember it's engraved in my mind. I try to put it out of my head because I know I'm going to be watching it for 24 yeah. straight hours. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Day. this is why we decided to do this movie, and we are starting a new tradition at Bit Party Pod, in which we will watch this specific movie each year for our Christmas Day release. We'll pitch different movies, but we've we've selected one bit part character, and we're not going to tell you until later on in the show. But the point is, it's easy access viewing. Everyone yes, can see it exactly. The point is, is that you could turn on your TV right now, unless you're listening to this the day after Christmas or other day. <laughs> <laughs> you got 363 more. Then you got to wait 364 <laughs> days. But for all 11 of our loyal listeners who listen, <laughs> I know you're listening to it on the day it comes out. Yeah, you can turn on your TV right now and watch it. Or we're hoping that at least you've caught bits and pieces of it in previous Christmases. It's very accessible. And it's still fresh in the mind. Exactly, exactly. So A Christmas Story, 1983, although it takes place in what? I believe it's a I think the post-depression yeah. 1940s. I, I want to say or 40s. 40s. Maybe you're right. Seems later than the 30s. It seems later than the 30s? Yeah. It is Now, wait, hold on, later. tell me exactly what about it makes it seem later than the 30s in your experience. <laughs> the music. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you're right. According to uh, Wikipedia, source of all knowledge, this is a late 30s or, or, or mid 40s to mid 40s. I, I think it's mid 40s because I think it's supposed to represent a sort of a post-depression um, America. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. So this film is done in a series of short stories all surrounding the Christmas holiday season. But throughout those mini stories is a thread of consistency that is made up of a semi-automatic 200-shot Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. <laughs> called the Red Rider Carbon Action BB gun. So so some of the some of the nice little stories that lead up to to whether or not he gets the gun and, and spoiler alert, he does. But some some of the great parts are, for example, him my favorite part is when his old man wins the major award and it turns out to be a sexy, sexy leg lamp. <laughs> sexy leg lamp. And uh, that immediately causes tension in the household because the mother is <laughs> jealous of this threatened. inanimate object. <laughs> she feels very threatened by this lamp. Very sexually repressed time. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a very strange time for the, <laughs> the relationship between men and women. And, uh, another really important part is when, uh, uh, Brennan, I think it's your favorite part, is when they're, they dare Flick to stick his tongue to the, the light post. And it sticks there. And a little piece of movie trivia is that they actually they they put a vacuum in the pole so that it would stick. He didn't actually have to have his tongue stuck to the pole to ice. Yeah. But why why is that your favorite scene, Bryn? 
Well, it's my favorite. It's a, it's a classic scene, and I really like how it's done. But my favorite part about it was noticing this year when I watched it. Um, there's a kid that's standing out when everyone notices Flick, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's the fire department!" And Ralphie kind of sinks into his chair, and he's like, "Holy cow, it's the cops!" And I was like, "What the hell are these public servants doing? <laughs> that they all show up to get this kid off of a pole?" Isn't there anything else they could be doing? And apparently not. I want to see the scene inside, like, the fire department where they're like, We got a kid stuck to a pole! This is the biggest shit that's happened all year. Spits coffee everywhere. (laughs) That is a great scene. Uh, One of the other uh, excellent little short story parts is when, I think I like when he finally gets his decoder pen um, (laughs) from the Little Orphan Annie club. He loves this this fucking radio show, and he he decodes it, and it turns out to be a commercial for Ovaltine. I thought that that was really pertinent for all of our lives. I thought that that sort of that sort of uh, uh, disappointment that hit me deep. Yeah, that really that really affected me. I mm-hmm. think. Oh yeah, but At I would least like to once. point out that was just one week. Yeah, I know. Well, he really gave up on it. He gave up really fast. I'd the like next to because like, please God help. <laughs> no, I'd actually like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see it go through a series of maybe a whole month or maybe two months, yeah. where like it's mostly about Ovaltine, but just one. It's it's a message about the Russians and where they're gonna attack. The last message is every fourth letter. Yeah, <laughs> Lake Michigan, January first, Russians, <laughs> and he missed out on it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to. He didn't want to buy chocolate. No. <laughs> Marshall, your favorite scene when when the bandits the fantasy the fantasy yeah, yeah, about yeah. him. I, I like that scene too because I don't know if you noticed, but his little cowboy outfit was is basically like a Liberace outfit. It's t- full of sequins. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 and tassels. Uh-huh. Why is that your favorite scene, Marshall? I think it shows a good heroic side of Ralphie, and it shows. Like, it gives you a better understanding of, of his intentions with it, you know. Of t- to murder. To murder. <laughs> to murder. Yeah, I'd say so. Protection. Self-defense. Landis, this gets me to one of my favorite scenes. One of the most shootable people in the movie is, the, <laughs> <laughs> is that asshole Santa Claus that, uh, oh my gosh. that sort of has to go through all the kids at the Higbees. That, that's one of those very classic scenes where he's really excited to finally be able to tell real Santa Claus what he wants for Christmas and he's supposed to go tell him that he wants the Red Ryder BB gun and the and Santa says you shoot your eye out kid ho 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 and then he puts his just foot rebels in it. <laughs> yeah he puts his foot Fucking right into kicks his him face. down a slide <laughs> kicks him in the face <laughs> but right before that there's a character that I think will maybe do in the future uh, Landis, what's what character is that? The kid with the aviation goggles and the hat. This is a dangerous child. <laughs> <laughs> with no parents. <laughs> He's got no parents with him. Covered in blood. <laughs> He's covered in blood. <laughs> what does he say? First when he meets Ralphie, he says, I like Santa. And then all the characters from The Wizard of Oz walk by and he says, I like The Wizard of Oz. Oddly enough, also my Tinder profile. (laughs) That's my bio. That's your Tinder bio. (laughs) Um, And and finally, uh, one of the last and very notable scenes 
these dogs, these hound dogs, these 785 smelly <laughs> hound dogs are belong to the bit part character that we're going to be covering. And uh, these dogs, first of all, they, they will never leave Mr. Parker alone. They only love him. But then they in the last scene, from, afar. from the last scene, they're going in to talk to Mr. Parker to harass him, but then they have their attention turned to the turkey, and it's all gone, it's eaten. Those dogs are owned by the Bumpuses. Bumpuses. The hillbilly neighbors of the Parkers. It's a very Bumpus Christmas. Yeah! It's all a round of applause. Bumpuses, Bumpuses. Hooray. Um... Yeah, so that is the plot of a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Wants a gun, gets a gun, eats Chinese food. <laughs> One thing, I, I think that that formula worked, though, because according to the Wikipedia page, Source of All Knowledge, it came out right after Thanksgiving. It was watched so often that film houses felt like it had been overplayed. Wow. And that they weren't getting oh, enough of an audience and they wanted yeah. to replace it with another movie. Fragile. Uh, it must be Italian. Well, I think that's just fragile, honey. Before we get into our movie pitches for a very bumpus Christmas, I think it behooves us to talk about how the live-action version was just released by ABC. And Marshall, you're the only one that saw it because you weren't on our cruise. And why don't you tell us what that was Remember like. Remember when you weren't on the cruise. Remember when you weren't on the cruise. <laughs> Remember when I missed that? Um, what, did you like it? You said you didn't like it. I, I liked how close they stuck to the original story. Okay. Um, I didn't like it being a musical. Interesting. Mm. I, I think I would be on, on your side with that. Yeah. yeah. Did it, why, why did you not like the music? It, uh, it didn't feel correct. It didn't feel thrown in, but I feel like it could have just seeing the original movie and knowing how it's supposed to be mm, um, it feels like it could it just flowed better without music thrown in I think I looked it up and Maya Rudolph plays the mom yes. I really do like her love it yeah, she's, she's, she's great um, how was the how was the Ralphie Ralphie was good he did a good job he had a nice voice here's what we're gonna do next as I stated before, we are all pitching a movie about the Bumpuses. It's a very Bumpus Christmas. Yes. But to make sure that we all do a slightly different movie, we have picked our genres ahead of time. And we don't know necessarily what the movie that we're going to pick, but we all know that we have different genres, although some of them kind of bleed together, I'm not going to lie. A very action-packed Bumpus Christmas is here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll see how, how this goes. Uh, does anybody want to go first? I have Landis written down first for a murder mystery first. Bumpus Christmas. Whatever yeah. that means. Landis, yeah. proceed. Thank you. It's going to be a, a noir film. A murder mystery with the Bumpus <laughs> detectives. Bumpus P.I. <laughs> Dick Bumpus. <laughs> P.I. <laughs> wow. So, Landis, you're doing uh, Dick Bumpus P.I. A murder mystery. Uh-huh. And what is the murder that they're solving? So, you know those Santa Clauses that sit out, uh, they stand outside with the bells? They go ding, ding, ding. And they're looking for donations for, usually it's Salvation Army. Sure. No, wait, they're yeah, they're getting murdered. Oh, God. <laughs> what? They're getting killed, and they're hiding the bodies. Okay. And you know who finds these bodies? 
do tell. The Bumpus Hounds. Oh. You've so, thought of everything. So, the connection. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's like a whole family thing. <laughs> so they're the private eyes, or do they just have the dogs that find bodies? The Bumpuses are doing the work. Clearly, uh, the police force isn't equipped to handle this kind of thing. Oh, no, no. They brought out their entire they're a bunch force. Of hacks. For, yeah. yeah, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So the Bumpuses, I think, have to How step we in to the, the Bumpuses, kid from the pole. The Bumpuses are almost like a the Batman of this little town. Yes. Like, they're vigilante yeah. justice. They fighters. work outside the law. I like yeah. that. That's good. Landis, that's really good. A noir Thanks. style, all kind of black and white, Christmas Eve, white snow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to bribe you guys, but if you pick me, we're going to figure out who this murderer is. Oh, man. I'm tight. On the edge of my seat. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, I really like yeah, that, Landis. Yeah, that's a good one. Um... Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay, Marshall, go ahead. So mine is, uh, I drew the comedy card, and mine is going to be a Tyler Perry, very bumpus Christmas. <laughs> what? That is awesome. <laughs> what? Actually love that, because it never really specifies what or who the Bumpuses are or what they look like. <laughs> so they very well could be Tyler Perry. They're... They, or this most likely will be Tyler Perry. Distant relatives of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I see this coming together very nicely. That is a that's brilliant, Marshall. He I'll has made a Christmas great... movie before. He has made a Christmas movie before. Let's see. Oh, four point three out of ten on IMDb. Medea's Christmas got a. F- I see a four point nine. Oh, Medea sorry, Christmas. I'm looking at Medea goes to jail. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you're sorry, gonna want to. Yeah, no. Obviously, Medea Christmas. Oh, yeah, is, so the, is the better. Yeah. Oh, oh, Another yeah. One. No, there's. Oh, and Larry the Cable Guy was in this Christmas movie. Uh, and Kathy and Jimmy. Oh man, I hope she plays a bumpus. Chad Michael Murray <laughs> was in. The sky is dark because all of the stars are in a Medea Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall. <laughs> oh my god. You are on to something. I can get behind that. I can get behind that Medea Christmas, Bumpus Christmas. I'm very happy about that. Okay, uh, Bren. Alright, yeah, I'll go next. Um, I kind of wanted to do, with the Bumpus family, mm. a kind of B-movie, very uh, gory, graphic, zombie horror. Brilliant. Because... Kind of in the same vein as Landis, I, I see them as a family that kind of works outside of the normal culture of, of the town. So I feel like a Christmas movie about them just kicking ass in a post-apocalyptic town and still mm. trying to have a normal Christmas mm. would be really interesting. Like, what are the Bumpuses doing on Christmas and what happens when there are zombies involved? Yeah. The Christmas story setting lends itself to a zombie movie. Oh, I like that a lot. Okay, um, do the can the dogs become zombies? Sadly, yes. I feel like it has to either be shown or implied that they have lost a few of their. What's that number again? Seven hundred eighty-five. Seven hundred eighty-five. Their numbers might be down to like seven seventy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes. Uh, Shocking. So it's gonna, is it going to be like a B-horror style, or is it going to be high production value World War Z style? It's going to be B-horror, like plastic limbs flying through, blood splurting everywhere, dogs attacking zombies, attacking dogs, mm. shotguns everywhere. And also, wrapped into that, just trying to have a normal Christmas. Maybe oh. they get a tree. Unbelievable. 
I like it a lot. That, that, sounds, that sounds action-packed, and it doesn't sound too far removed from what I am doing, which is a extreme blockbuster action movie, Bumpus Christmas 3D. Whoa! Yeah, and I'm going to put aside my differences with Michael Bay. We've formally clashed over his botching of the emotional scenes in Armageddon, mm-hmm. and we had kind of a falling out. But a tete, a tete uh, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, we had a, we went on a Twitter war <laughs> back and forth. But I'm going to put aside my differences and I'm going to have him direct because the more explosions in this movie, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, awesome, like, yeah, yeah. And so, what I think is that one of the one of the people in the town will be running drugs through the town, through the small town, into Chicago. Interesting. And the bumpus, the bumpus hounds obviously find the drugs. Oh, okay. Because they're yeah. secretly highly trained hound dogs. Then there's going to be just a series of car chases into Chicago, and the the climax of the movie will be them blowing up the Higbees, <laughs> where the Santa is. The Higbees. And at the, the one of the last the center will be <laughs> yeah. one of the scenes will be that Santa taking out two Red Rider carbon action <laughs> semi-automatic rifles because. Red Rider is like the Smith and Wesson of this movie universe, and he's just like at the at the drug runners and the bumpuses and it's crossfire and it's just a big fucking explosion in the Higgins. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. I don't think we need to do my movie. I think I just <laughs> I think I just you done it. I think I just blew my load over <laughs> this mic. <laughs> Gross. So it's a two for one special because I just did that movie, and now we're gonna have to choose one of the other ones. I have a quick question. Yeah. For that movie, have you already contacted Michael Bay? Has he agreed to forgive you as you seem to have agreed to forgive him, or I, at least call a ceasefire? I wrote him a letter. Nice. And I mailed it, U.S. Post. Okay. It will probably get to him after Christmas because <laughs> it's a very busy time, and sure, I didn't yeah. put it high priority. Yeah. I should have. He might take that, that as an affront. Though. I gotta spend the. Yeah, I should have spent the extra money. Anyways, <laughs> Marshall just fell down. Marshall just fell off of the seat. He was so thrilled by the finale Whoa. of my film. He fell off of his chair. Uh, boys, which one are we going to hit? I'm gonna say, even though it might be sacrilegious for the podcast, I'm gonna say Landis's again. Yeah, I know. Me? I know, it's shocking. Landis? I honestly did not want to give you another one. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah, I, I would have wanted to go with Marshalls, but I don't feel like I have the charisma to create a Medea film. No. And I've never, ever way. seen one. Yeah. yeah. But we Might thought be it would have been It would have been great. We'll let other people make that one. There we go. So, a noir-style film is... That's a new... Come in two votes, Marshall. I'd do it. <laughs> All right, now that I have the majority, I vote for Brendan. <laughs> okay. You just gain the majority. Well, my. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing with these zombies? <laughs> no, no, I want an official red under carbonation. Do you want to get rid of my leg rifle? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Landis, congratulations. At the beginning of this series. Mm-hmm. We had hoped to never give you a movie. And yet yep. here we are, nearing the end of season one, and you've had two movies. 
Yeah. Uh, how does that make you feel? It feels great. It shouldn't. It they feels were shocking. <laughs> <laughs> it feels had I not like a gone, hollow victory. Had I not <laughs> gone through my entire movie, I have no doubt we would have chosen mine. Yeah, that's but actually probably so. true. But uh, well, it, there was nowhere else to go. All right. For I'm the love sorry. of God, can we please make a movie based on Lance's idea that doesn't involve Shrek or Smash Mouth? <laughs> please. Uh, that's a callback to one of our other episodes, by the way. <laughs> go listen to The Ring. Here's what we're doing. We're doing a noir style private eye film about the Bumpus family. Mm -hmm. They are sort of like off-the-grid vigilant, hillbilly vigilantes mm -hmm. that are trying to stop the Salvation Santa murders. The mass murders. The yeah. mass murders of the Salvation Army Santas. Mm -hmm. um, these murders span from the small town uh, in the film to Chicago mm -hmm. in that area. Wherever there's a Salvation Army Santa, they're being murdered. Yeah. And the Bumpuses and their hounds are going to get to the bottom of it. Figure out the connection. Exactly. They're figure there. it out. They're there to get to the bottom of it. But I think we need to play into the fact that the police in their town aren't Suck. equipped to find this. For person. the most yeah. part. For the most part. I think there should be one police officer that is sort of... He want he knows the bumpuses are doing it the wrong way, but damn it if he doesn't respect them for getting the job done. I like, like that. that. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll flesh that out later. No, but I really like that. So so the film begins, Landis, if I may. I guess it's a noir film. So the window smash cut Shrek. <laughs> no <laughs> smash cut. <laughs> no, that's really scary. <laughs> So, the film begins close up on the window. The city outside. And then, do, 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 do. change focus, and you see the snow falling across the window. It's all black and white, obviously. Okay, I like it. In the noir style. Can I, can I add one thing? Please. Before even you get, like, a camera up. You hear the bang of hound dogs. Uh, oh, good. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Lots of yelping and lots of like mm -hmm. uh, the barking and snorting and feet stuff. like running on. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. The camera goes into the office, and we find Bo and Gilbert Bumpus. <laughs> <laughs> the hillbilly Bo, neighbors. They're the hillbilly neighbors of the Parker family. We talked about it a little bit off camera or off off mic, and. Uh, I think that the characters that we want to play, it's going to be a little unconventional for the town that it's set in, but we're going to have Diego Luna from the Rogue One film, mm -hmm. and Brennan, who, who, who's the other actor? Who's going to play Gilbert Bumpus? We're thinking for Gilbert Bumpus, uh, Benicio Del Toro. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm loving it. From what? Uh, he was in, like, The Wolfman. He's most famously in... Uh, the usual suspects. Correct. Okay. Correct. And also right now in the Heineken commercials. Oh, he's so good in the Heineken so commercials. So good in those commercials. <laughs> um, so we got a little Hispanic vibe, a little Latin yeah. vibe here. I like, I like where we're fun. moving with this. It's fun. fun it's and fun. flirty. We're also introduced to, uh, to Kathleen Bumpus, who is sort of the matriarch of the family. Mm -hmm. And that's played by, by who? Sophia Vergara. 
Love it. That is great. That's Love a good it. one, Mark Landis. That's a good Constantly one. just flanked by hound dogs. Yeah. It's Excellent. always with a hand on a hound dog. Smoking a cigarette. Yeah, sexy. And I think that they should... How should they find out about the, the crimes happening? I mean, should, they, should it be going on... It's going to be in the news, right? Oh, well, I think actually... The hound dogs. Oh yeah, yeah, that's find right. Yeah, some oh, bodies, yeah. right? Find yeah. the bodies. Yeah. So do the so, in the news, it's saying like they're disappearing or something. Maybe these crimes are happening in like a radius of Hammond. Yeah. And nobody can figure it out. Is this too far of a stretch? Maybe because earlier we established that it's a possibility that the Bumpuses have a large plot of land, like uh-huh. they're kind of rural people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe someone is using that land to dump it. Like to dump the bodies Ooh, or something, and that's how they're found. Right in the Bumpuses' backyard. Right in the well, Bumpuses. Well, they didn't know. They don't know that the Bumpuses backyard. are violent vigilantes. Yeah, okay. So then, at that point, is when the hound dogs are bringing the body parts back to, to yeah. Kathleen Bumpus. What is her name? Vergara. Vergara. So- Sophia Vergara. Yeah. And then she deploys Bo and Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the major badass, I'm love this. it. Okay, and I, I love guess. the aspect of them being like very defensive of their town, even though they are outsiders mm. of the town. The uh-huh. hillbillies. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a race thing based on like the year it is. I, 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 I think I think that maybe this should not necessarily take place right in the same time as a Christmas story. Agreed. That it should be a little bit. It should be maybe a decade or so after that story, and that the only person that was living. Or that that the only person that was an adult also during that time is Papa Bumpus. Nice. And I think yeah. he should be played by Danny Trejo. <laughs> a staple. Uh, yes, a staple <laughs> in these types of films. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would kill it. Yeah. Obviously. It's an excellent choice. So we have the beginning where the, the murder sort of is set up. That whole part is set up. And then the, the conflict is two-sided. Because there's obviously the murders going on. And then, forgive me if I throw this in here without having discussed it with you, but one of the cops on the force, played by Nick Cannon. Oh, shit. (laughs) Will be sort of trying to corral the Bumpuses, but also somehow trying to help them. Because he believes in their vigilante ways, yes? I really like the Nick Cannon idea because I feel like he would be unbelievable. I really do. Do you not comedic role? What? He could be kind of comedic. He can, yeah. Well, he could be like a a Will Smith in a exactly um, Independence Day uh-huh. kind of role. He's a little comedic relief, but he's also he's ripped. He's ripped for in this sure. role. Yeah, oh, he gets put him on a Oh, he gets ripped for this. Role. Oh, yeah. he's ripped. <laughs> and he is not program. satisfied as a Hammond police officer. He wants to take some motherfuckers out. Yeah. So they're going. They they trace everything to Chicago. Right? Sure, yeah. Maybe the outskirts of Chicago? For now, the outskirts Wait, of Chicago, I suppose. where is he from? What? Well, the, the town is close to Chicago. Yeah. And that's where, like, the scenes where they're talking to the Santa in the mall. Oh, okay, are, got it. Everything got like it, got that. It, got it. I think that... Um, that as they as they get closer to the town, you know, it's it's still very noir. It's still in the in the alleys and things like that. And, yeah. and uh, oh, all the yeah. all the Salvation Army Santas like they're afraid to go out, but they know they have a duty mm-hmm. to the Salvation Army. Yeah, they care so much. Yeah, for they care so like, much. bringing that money in. Mm-hmm. So at one point, the the Bumpuses appear on the scene and they're watching a Santa because it, 
they figure that if they can witness the murder, they can trace the killer. <clears throat> but he notices them and gets freaked out because he doesn't know the Bumpuses are vigilante heroes. <laughs> so he's running from the Bumpuses. They're chasing him into oh, an alley. And, before, and when they turn a corner, he's been murdered. Who, what, the Santa? Yeah, the Santa. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about Nick Cannon. No, no, oh. not Nick Cannon. But Nick Cannon is also there. He comes in right after. He sees the Bumpuses standing over oh the Santa. Oh, my God. And he's like, freeze, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also when Peter Billingsley shows up. The Peter Billingsley? Yes, from the original <laughs> A Christmas Story. He's a bartender in the area. He smashes Nick Cannon over the head. Because he knows the Bumpuses are good people because he grew up right next to them. He's still Ralphie. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what do you think of that, though? So now Nick Cannon is sort of torn because he thought that they were heroes. Then he saw them possibly murder this Santa. And now he doesn't know what to think. I kind of... It's, here's what I like yeah. about Nick Cannon being beamed in the head by Ralphie is I feel like he can wake up tied to a chair mm. and the first thing his eyes focus on is like a little Red Rider sticker Ooh. on a gun that's being pointed at him like oh totally you better oh, start my. doing some talking yeah. like, who the hell are you why do you have a cop badge wow that is really good thank wow. you this um, is all melding into like such a fantastic piece <laughs> so the climax is not only are the Bumpuses trying to track down this killer and mm-hmm save their town but they are also being tracked down for because they believe they're believed to be murderers or they're they're, they're trying to clear their name they're trying to clear their name oh okay that makes so maybe he calls it in oh good call yeah and and they're kind of on the run Mm -hmm. nick cannon's helping them yeah but then nick cannon kind of comes to his senses and he's has to start helping them and they got to find the killer before i like that okay before they get caught what about yes before they get caught they have to clear their name maybe they get desperate uh-huh and in their desperation danny trejo agrees to be bait oh god he I dresses up as a santa he oh. is unfortunately through some means murdered he injures what? the like murder kill off danny trejo i think that would be a great like inciting incident to where they're like oh my god we're going to fuck him up well no that should maybe be sort of towards the end where they finally see who the real killer is. Because he shouldn't die in vain. Good, that's a good like, idea. It, yeah, like the bait, the bait works. Something distracts them. They have to get pulled away. Maybe the cops are coming. He's starting to run. They finally see the, the murder. They finally see the murder. Danny Trejo gets distracted when they run in. And that's when he gets like that good stab in Ooh, to Trejo's. Yeah, I guess. I, be I don't like that it's out of desperation, though. Like the cast seems more like too badass and stuff to like... They seem more. I, I don't think it should stuff. be come across as desperation. I think it should come across as like a good plan. Like, okay, oh yeah, well, you can obviously take that's care of yourself. Point. Yeah. So, yeah, Danny. Yeah, Danny because you're a badass. So you dress up as Santa. You pin him to the ground, and we'll come and uh-huh. we'll finally have him. Yeah, yeah. That's a but good then you know, there's wrong. a yeah, there's something, something goes wrong. Goes wrong whatever happens, anyways, he he gets stabbed, but they see who it is, and then there's sort of that last standoff in the sort of noir style. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, where Diego Luna and Benicio del Toro. Are kind of coming in at both sides. Holy shit! And maybe. Wow. Well, wait. Here's the oh, thing, oh, okay. Landis. Yeah. You promised if we picked your film, you'd tell us who the matter was. <laughs> Who's the matter? All right. Uh, I think the murderer should be the elf that works for the Santa at the the mall. 
You don't I like think that so? you're incorporating another bit part character. Definitely. One thing, my vote might be oh, no. Grover Dill. Grover Dill's interesting. Yeah. What no, you know what? What if he hates some? I know who it is. Who is it? It's the kid that went before, and he goes, "He's wet. He's wet." Oh God! What? Oh, that's so who good. That? So this kid was humiliated by a Santa. Yeah, in his back. Get him off me! He's wet. Oh no way! Yeah, it's Jesus. the kid who's in like the stocky or like the, the like the, the like, onesie. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And he sits yeah. him on the Santa, and oh Santa God. says he's wet, and he throws him down the slide. I'm so oh. get him off my lap! <laughs> that is the character. A toy truck, get him off my lap, he's wet, he can't And I would like to pitch an actor for this. What do you think about Norman Reedus? From, like, Ooh. Boondock Saints and right. Walking Dead fame. Hmm. I can he looks see, like a murderer. I could see him being a villain. Yeah, he, he's like he often be... portrayed as sort of a hero, but I think that he could actually play a villain quite well. I could see him just kind of pacing around an apartment, like mm-hmm. looking angry. So, I mean, not to not to you know f- close out the the movie too quickly, but I think we have what the the resolution is. Obviously, that they they get him. They they do they kill him, or do they turn him into the to Nick Cannon and let him? Let Nick Cannon turn oh, into so the they police. have like an understanding. I think would be sort of funny is in in the last scene, Nick Cannon is running towards where the the uh, bumpuses are, mm-hmm. and towards him is two hound dogs dragging the murderer. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then he and then he realizes. Oh, oh. Dude, crazy. The Bumpus Hounds. He looks at the collars. Yeah, the Bumpus Hounds. The Bumpus Hounds. And it's like number 745. Oh my god. 629 or something like one of their like so their numbers. Badass. That's pretty badass. And he's like, all right. The fucking <laughs> Bumpuses. The Bumpuses. Damn. Oh! That's pretty hardcore. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is odd. That was a good movie. Yeah. That was a really good um, movie. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. I, I think the world is ready goose for another good noir. Uh, we're, we're super down to get... A Christmas noir has never really been done. No, no, that's true. Yeah. That's... See, like Maltese Falcon meets It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, totally. Yeah. I'm sweating. Yeah, that was I'm intense. sweating, sweating from in that. Miami that was such a thriller. That was... I'm still shaking. Oh, man. The Bumpus is... Dang. Guys, I think we nailed... Our very first Christmas, a Christmas story bit party. Yeah, more, many more to come. Excited, um, excited for them. As as you, the audience, know, there we're ne- we we do a lot of art for art's sake, but we can't we can't just not profit or make a little bit from this. Right? We gotta make a little bit. We gotta make a little bit. Marshall, yeah. how much how much are we gonna ask for for this f- film idea? So for each film that we make. We ask for four million dollars. Four million dollars, which is equivalent to one million dollars for four brothers mm-hmm. each. Fair per, per brother. Fair. It's a fair bargain. We say, we say this. We, we've said this every time, and we have not had any suitors yet. <laughs> but all in due time. <laughs> four million dollars, a steal mm-hmm. for a. For A, a Christmas Story universe sequel. 
I think that should just be what it's called, and then people go in expecting a Christmas story, and they're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Who were the bumpuses? This isn't lighthearted at all! Who were the bumpuses? Can, can we... Christmas really just Noir? Christmas, Christmas Noir. Noir? A bumpus story. Oh. Oh, a bumpus story. Christmas we Noir. We like that little, uh, subtitle, don't we? Yeah, which one should it be? Christmas Noir, a bumpus story? Yeah. Or a bumpus story? Christmas Noir. Bumpus, I like the second one. A Bumpus Story. A Bumpus Story. Yeah, because A Bumpus Story is great because it's a Christmas story, but it's a Bumpus Story. Yeah. Oh, nice. A Bumpus Story. And it's story. kind of like Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah. And then Christmas Noir kind of makes it sexy. <laughs> I like that we have sort of the Latin flair with oh, this yeah. one. Because we've, co- we've covered a lot of different groups, and, but we, we've ignored uh, mm-hmm. Hispanic actors and actresses in the industry. Yep. We're diversifying with each new... I, I like that. I, I like that we fair. do that. Guys, here is the point. We're going to tell each other. We're going to whisper into the ear of the person next to us. <laughs> this is not for the <laughs> listeners. <here. laughs> Real good what, we're gonna, what we're going to do with our uh, $1 million, you know, because like Marshall said, we sell it for $4 million. We each get a million, and then we spend it on something frivolous, ridiculous, mm-hmm. but what we, you know, have in our hearts, what we want in our hearts. Tis the season. Yes, it is the se- tis the season to treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first on what they're what they're going to use their million on? I'll go first because my idea came to me pretty quickly. Go ahead. I had this idea when in the movie yeah. they say uh, these dogs ignored every other human being on earth, but my old man. Yeah, and I thought that was hilarious. So I'm going to spend my million dollars adopting and taking care of as many rescue dogs as I can mm. and training this fleet <laughs> to follow one unexpecting man <laughs> everywhere he goes <laughs> one day he will just have a mob of dogs behind him and not know why you got those crazy eyes when you tell me that right? <laughs> yeah you really, really had those crazy eyes when you told me that I just it's, think it's so fucking it's a, funny it's not a bad idea it's not a bad idea it is funny. a great idea. Yeah. That was crazy eyes, though. Uh, who wants to go next? Marshall? Landis? You want me to go next? Landis wants to go Landis, next. go for it. All right. Go. I tend to spend a lot of time in San Diego. Not a lot of weather, not a lot of snow uh, during the winter times. Do, do you... Do you, you made it. Does it make you sad to not have a white it Christmas makes every once sad. in a while? Yeah, it makes me sad. So here's what I'm going to do. Tell me. I tried to find a giant snow machine online. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, How did it go? Not well. But I found a bunch of small ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, tape them all together and finally get a white Christmas. <laughs> a bunch of snow machines. Are you going to put them on top of the house or like above each window? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just above my house. <laughs> it's going to snow. Snow on top of your In 80 degrees. It's going to be tough to beat that, Marshall. Why don't you Uh, beat that? I'll try. Uh, So there's the uh, Chinese restaurant in Christmas Story. Uh Um, uh, It's a very racist place. (laughs) (laughs) It's a racist depiction of... Perhaps we should have had Asian actors... Actually, because to make up for what this film did. Looking back. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. Next time. So, anyways, go on, Marsh. Um, as we found out, that restaurant is no longer 
a thing in that building. It's true. Which is bullshit. It's crazy which how it went out of business. Garbage. <laughs> Who would not go there? It was called the the Chop Suey Palace. Chop Suey Palace. Okay. So, so what are you gonna do? What I will want to do is I want to buy that building back mm-hmm. and recreate the Chop Suey Palace. Nice. Oh my god. So I feel like it could like, fail. It can't <laughs> fail. fail. It no, can't. Yeah. So you're gonna make it kind of like a chop suey, like a, a Chinese food restaurant. Slash museum of tolerance. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For the yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's only fair. That'll make up for sort of what that scene did. To, yeah. Yeah. That was really fucked up. That was pretty fucked up. That part I do not like. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna go last, uh, and we saved the worst for last. Right. Here's what I'm gonna do, guys. For my own personal happiness, mm-hmm. I am going to erect <laughs> a replica <laughs> of the leg lamp. Yeah. In oh shit. Haman Haman <laughs> however you pronounce it. I think it's Haman. Indiana. You're welcome. <laughs> then I'm gonna just come in in the middle of the night. I'm gonna come in in the middle of the night like a Banksy. <laughs> yeah. Put up this horrible statue. No, this shit's like gonna be like quality. It's gonna glow. Though. It's gonna be. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be like beautiful. I'm gonna have to build it in another place, and then just like right. a truck comes in, <laughs> drops it, <laughs> unveiled. In the morning, they all wake Six, up to this like sixty, 60 foot leg feet of illuminated sex. This is the tallest thing in the town now. <laughs> it's so bright that nobody can sleep. It only is on at night. There's gonna be a little staircase in the middle <laughs> to lead up to the actual lampshade. Yeah, there's you can look out over the little. Tile. <laughs> but you can't see anything in the lampshade. But it's still made out of lampshade material. And it's it's like it's, yeah, it's totally it's, it's totally. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's it. Um, uh, I think a million dollars should go a long way. <laughs> it might not be able there. to be sixty feet tall, but. I mean, Maybe forty. I'll go you with forty get, or fifty. And the transportation. This is all great stuff. Wow. Okay. I am really excited. First of all, about our film. Oh, it's so good. I'm really excited about the holidays that are mm-hmm. upon us. I hope everybody watches the movie and then listens to this bit party. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have done it in that order. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot less enjoyable. Yeah. And we should have made that announcement at the beginning. It's too late now. <laughs> you already listened to the podcast. No, go watch the movie if you haven't already. <laughs> Guys, that was a fantastic film pitch. Landis, congratulations on closing out uh, thank 2017 you, with another movie. Yep. Uh, everybody had awesome ideas for their million. Um, Brendan, do you think you could give us a Miami sign-off? Absolutely. We would just like to say happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. For Bit Party and the Cotta Brothers, I'm Brendan Cotta. I'm Jared Cotta. I'm Marshall Cotta. And I'm Landis Cotta. Watch out for A Bumpus Story, Christmas Noir, coming to a theater near you. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at BitPartyPod. On Twitter, you can share your own BitPart movie ideas and vote for which pitch you liked best. Let us know if you think we made the right choice or let a good movie slip through our fingers. If you'd like to send us an email, we're BitPartyPod at gmail.com. 
Next week, we close out Season 1 of Bit Party with the movie that kicked off the Avengers initiative. Until then, we're the Cotter Brothers, and this has been Bit Party, our ode to the bit parts that stole our hearts.